Folks, I got an announcement to make. I got the shot. I got the shot. I conformed. I am now one of you. And I, I feel pretty decent. I feel the vaccine wasn't too terrible. I didn't get sick afterwards. I felt a little tired, a little groggy. I took a nap. My arm hurt like a bitch, but that was it. That was it. And I feel decent. I, it's been an interesting... Uh, I spent the last six days speaking into my shoulder, trying to get a signal. I've had Melinda Gates speaking to me in my sleep. Charming lady, Bill, you don't know what you had. Uh, how many more times do we have to hear the chip in the shoulder conspiracy? Can we move on to something else? What happened to the alien humanoids? Can we go back to that? I don't need to hear any more. We have UFOs that are appearing in the skies. Can we go back to the normalcy of conspiracy? I, I, I'm tired of the. I wish I had a fucking chip in my sh- I wish I did. Wi-Fi would be so much easier. I think we should all get chips. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago before. I think I think I need new podcast equipment. If the if the chip makes that easier, I'll just be able to speak into my arm. That's it. That's the future that I want to see. No, but I got vaccinated last Tuesday, everybody, and uh, I feel pretty decent about it. I feel confident about the future. I'm only a half-vaxxed king. That's what the kids are saying. They're calling each other kings, and it's overused. There's some people who deserve more of the label of peasant, but that's for another time. But I'm half-vaxxed, and you know what? I, I, I don't feel terrible about it. I didn't take a picture. Everybody I see online is taking that, that picture, and I don't need it. There's too many people with the, the – po- why is everybody's post-vax picture of them like doing the thumbs up and the I got va- – like the I voted thing? It's either I voted or I got vaxxed. That's – but the, why? What's with the obligatory thumbs up in front of the camera? Like, why is every vax person posing like a porn star who just got the money shot? You know, hey, like that weird fucking smile and the, blah, you know. <sighs> no, I don't care. I don't. It just it should be a private thing. If you don't want people bitching at you for getting the vaccine, don't don't make it an open thing. Vaccines should be like religion. You keep it to yourself. You, you line up at that church gymnasium and you'd, you'd do it. That's where I, I had to go. I had to go to the local Islamic center uh, nearby, and they were very helpful, and I, I was in and out. I was like 20 minutes, and I got the shot and then sat down. I had to wait like 15 minutes or so, whatever the hell it was. And uh, I was, uh, yeah, and then I felt a little groggy and took a nap when I got home. And I, I, I kind of did it as a present to my mom because her, her birthday was the next day. And I was the last in the family to get vaxxed. And she was like super, you know, happy about that shit. It's the most sentimental I've really ever been. But she liked it. She's 59. And uh, I don't know. That was uh, so I, I basically. Um, I gave her Moderna. As a birthday gift. Unconventional. Sure. But I'm I'm trying to turn a new leaf. I don't know. Everybody in my area seems to be getting. Uh, everybody's most of the people I know are either uh, vaxxed or they're planning to get vaxxed like within the next week. And then there's the people who don't want to get vaxxed, but whatever the fuck, I don't care. Like again, keep it to yourself. This is the first time I've I've mentioned it. You are coming to me <laughs> when you listen to the podcast. You are coming to me. I'm not shoving this down your throat. No, but everybody like it seems like it, it used to be if you were in a hot spot, you were being vet. Now it's just they're trying to get everybody to go get vaxxed. Like I'm seeing these ads. It's like, oh, come down 
to like, you know, I'm staying in Mississauga with my parents right now. I'm going back to my place tomorrow, actually. But, but I'm staying in Mississauga and you'll see like these ads that say, come down to the Streetsville Community Center uh, where, to get vaccinated. There will be a special guest there that night. And in Canada, the term special guest is the kiss of death. You're going to be wasting a Saturday night, right? In Canada, special, and I, I mentioned this uh, recently, in Canada, special guest is code for random person with no Wikipedia page. It's like, yeah, come on down to get vaccinated. We got Sean Mendez's death, uh, deaf cousin. Uh, he's going to be there signing autographs. He's going to do a sign language rendition of stitches. It's going to be a great time. It's that kind of vibe. Uh, well, whatever. It's, um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, this is going to be a good recording. It's going to be a little longer because I got some things to, there's, there's some things this week that have been pestering me. It hasn't just been the vaccine on my mind. It's been a whole bunch of shit pestering me. And pester, pester's never really a good word to use. When somebody says they're being pestered, it normally implies something more serious. Like, most people, when they're when they're bothered by something, they just say, I'm, I'm bothered by this or I'm rattled. That's what the kids say a lot of the time. People my age is like, oh, yo, I'm so rattled, bro. Yo, I'm so rattled. They didn't give me my fucking extra cream in my coffee, bro. I am rattled by this experience. Yo, I'm going on Yelp, bro. When when somebody says they're being pet, it's normally something else that's bothering. But no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun uh, recording. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot lately. Just um, we'll start off. Uh, we'll start off soft. Uh, I haven't seen the new Saw movie, the Spiral film with Chris Rock, but I'm probably going to see it. I'm not excited about it, but I I keep seeing the ads for it. And I'm a huge Chris Rock fan. I've been a Chris Rock fan my entire life. He's one of the reasons that I I attempted fucking stand-up comedy in the first place. It's one of the reasons that I I fucking started doing. So, yeah, like I'm excited to see what he brings to this. Um, Frankly, when I first saw the trailer uh, about a year ago, because the movie was postponed due to you know, everything that happened in 2020. But when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, why, why Chris Rock? Chris Rock has no business being in a Saw movie, in my opinion, unless he's actually playing Saw, unless he's playing the Jigsaw Killer. I want to see Chris Rock. I don't want to see Chris Rock play a tag. I don't want to see Chris Rock sawing his foot off. I want to see him playing the guy. That would be the most interesting experience, film experience, um, in recent years, at least in a horror movie, you know, just see, I want to play a game. I want to play a game. You know, <laughs> he just comes off on a loudspeaker. Just, you know, there's some woman just ch- kind of chained to a radiator and just, I want to play a game. You see that dead body in the middle of the flow? Inside his anus is a key. Now I know you're handcuffed. So you're going to have to get the key out of the anus with your tongue. In other words, in order to stay alive, you got to eat ass. I don't know. I got to work on that Chris Rock impression. I got to maybe, I don't know, DM Jimmy Fallon. Hey, what are your tips? This and that. I I, I just think it's (laughs) every impression I do on here. If it's super amateur, I always say it has legs. I don't know. That's the only time you'll probably hear Chris Rock. No, uh, I uh, I kind of stopped watching the Saw movies after like maybe number five or something like that. But 
don't know. Apparently, this one's decent. I haven't read the uh, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't, I haven't looked at that, but hopefully, it's something. I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan on the podcast this weekend, and uh, on his podcast, not my podcast. You know, I, I don't think he wants to set foot anywhere near something like this or any of the uh, sort of amateur pods, but. I was listening to uh, Rogan this week, and he had a couple people on. He had Joe List, and then he had uh, somebody else. He, he had a bunch of people on, but they were talking about comedy movies. And uh, I love how I'm mentioning Joe Rogan just casually on my pod, like like we're colleagues, like he's somebody that is like on my le- like we're we're on the same level, and I'm just responding to him. Like anybody is looking for my take on what fucking Rogan said. But uh, I was listening to him talk about comedy films within the last decade, and he mentioned uh, he was asking like he posed this question to a couple comics that were on. Joe List was one of them, but a bunch, of, and he was talking about. I he mentioned that he doesn't think that you can make an effective comedy today, like an effective comedy film today, given the current social climate and how uh, nobody seemingly just wants to laugh at anything sort of edgy. And I agree with that to a degree. I do think that a pure comedy film is very hard to make effective in today's given people's sensibilities. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that there aren't great comedy films. And I was thinking about this. Um, Yeah, traditional comedy films are lacking in today's day and age. But that being said, this last decade has given birth to some amazing comedy films. They're just the the best comedies of the last decade are ones that blended comedy with another genre, right? So The Wolf of Wall Street is a really effective comedy. You got DiCaprio, he's just playing up, right? You know, you're you're basking in the craziness of these these Wall Street guys. You know, they're doing quaaludes, they're having pool parties. DiCaprio's high as shit. He's, you know, like he's he's crawling, you know, baby crawling down a, a flight of steps and then, you know, crashing his car and shit like that. And that's super hilarious. It's a funny movie. But then there's also a scene at the same time where he's punching Margot Robbie in the stomach. So it works on that level as an effective drama, too, where you're like, holy shit, this is this is crazy dark, but it's also really funny. So I think those are the comedies that they're making now, the ones that are truly effective and memorable. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri is another one. Super dark movie, super serious subject matter, but Frances McDormand is fucking great in that movie. She's funny. I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on her in real life. I think she's a little, you know, I might stab you in your sleep, but I think she's a super funny actress. Fargo was another one. That was that was from like twenty five, but in in this last decade, three, three billboards I loved. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, I can't state enough how much I love that movie. Very funny movie, also incredibly violent and dark, right? Perfect balance, and I think it's really the only. The thing is, I don't think like an amateur filmmaker can make that kind of movie amazing. I might be missing a film, and somebody will probably in conversation, you know, serve me my ass, but. And, and mentioned like a really funny amateur film that's both dark and hilarious. But I think it's it's the master filmmakers like a Scorsese or a Tarantino that are really able to master the balance between comedy and dark, right? Like the black comedy. That's, I guess, the word <laughs> I'm looking for. But uh, yeah, it was just something I was thinking about. I don't, I don't know. It's, um, I got a take, everybody. That's my take, you know? Uh, everybody has to have a, a take. I think takes are overrated. 
I think takes are super, that, that word just, it flies now. Everybody just kind of uses it casually. This is my take on this. Does it take it? Is, is anybody able to shut their mouths? If there's one thing within the last week with this Israel-Palestine conflict, and don't worry, I'm not going to be fucking going deep into the, I'm, I'm just talking about the exterior, like the externals, like what I'm saying. If there's one thing that I've learned this week, and I've thought about this for a while, and it's something that I'm trying to practice. Guys, it's okay. It is okay. If there's any advice, not that you'd be looking at me for advice, but if there's any advice that I can pass on to the youngins, it's that it's okay once in a while to say the words, I don't know. I don't know. You know? I'm not sure. I'm not well-read on this subject matter. I'm not knowledgeable enough to comment on this. So I'm going to step back and leave it to you idiots. It's okay to do that. Those people, the, the, more, the more I grow <laughs> and the more I mature, the more I'm kind of looking at those people. I'm looking to those people as, as heroes, right? A person who's just like, you know, I'm just kind of, I, I don't really have a take on this. Not everybody needs to know what you think about this, especially when you're unqualified. It's like the last week, I've just I've been seeing these Instagram stories of people like, do you know what's happening in Palestine? Allow me to educate you. I'm like, I once saw you walk into oncoming traffic high on mushrooms. And this wasn't like a teenage thing when you were 15 and you know, missing half your brain. This was a couple of years ago. I really don't think you're in a good enough place to be commenting on something of this magnitude, you know? But everybody just had, like, it's just people, I don't need to know your cues on this specific thing. God, people who just fucking, they've never set foot outside of the Buffalo Wild Wings kitchen, yet they, they, they have a take on the trials and tribulations of living in the Middle East. I'm like, you've never been there. Your family's Polish. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in any way degrading people who work those jobs. I've done those jobs. They're incredibly important. But again, stay in your lane. I'm trying to stay in my lane. I'm trying to do more of that. Many a time have I made a fool of myself commenting on something I know nothing about. It, you know, it would just be me after drinking seven pints, arguing on a patio, just chain-smoking cigarettes, arguing with a fucking economy major about socialism. I don't even know how to define socialism. And I look like an idiot. And of course, I cannot admit that I'm wrong. So I just have to keep going on something that I'm completely ignorant of. And arguments aren't fun anymore. Arguments aren't like, it's, it's not the way to go. Unless the two people are uh, prepared to go into an argument, two people have opposing views on something, they have facts to back it up, and they're willing to sit down and actually hash out their differences and actually possibly come to some kind of res resolution. Unless it's that, there's no point in arguing. All an argument is today is just an intellectual dick-waving competition. It's just one guy pulls out his dick and goes, hey, this is my cock, look how smart it is. And then another guy goes, well, this is my cock, It's much. the head's much bigger, it must be much smarter. And it's just two guys just have, you know, just fucking, you know, just having a sword fight with their cocks. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but it was, you know, supposed to be debates, whatever. Terrible analogy. Moving on. But nobody needs to debate on everything.
God, you can't just social events have been ruined because everybody just has their own view of politics and everybody just wants to go at it with each other. It can't you can't just fucking listen to chain smokers anymore and get high on pills. You have to. Just listen to each other. Fuck, man, like you, you, you. (laughs) You have to have 10 pages of notes and articles just to show up at a birthday party now. Where you, where you, you know, you have to, you know, get schooled by the guy on the grill. It's just the guy fucking, you know, he's just schooling you on gender theory. You know, I got two patties here up for grabs. Women's suffrage happened for a reason, Sid. It happened. Anyways, uh, well done or medium rare, everybody. Just, uh, anybody up for a double, triple? Bacon, cheese, whatever. I got vegan. Just shit like that. Everybody just has to take. And bars, you know, like, fuck. Bars are crazy enough. Bars are chaotic enough. You don't need to bring your politics into the situation. There's already enough shit going on. God, you know, you're, you're sitting at a table. Your beer is piss warm. You're you're and you gotta nurse it too because that's the only way it'll go down. Well, you know, you just gotta kinda you gotta build up your taste a little bit just to tolerate it. Yeah. You bit into a jalapeno popper a little too early and the cheese flew onto a guy's suede jacket. He gets pissed, he pops you in the face, you hit him back, a big scuffle breaks out, and then you back into another guy, he falls over, he spills his piss warm beer. Now you got another guy in there, okay? And he grabs his chair and fucking smashes it over your back. And then more people jump in, you know, because a fight is contagious. And eventually just people are fucking, you know, just jabbing each other with pool sticks. And it's just, it's, it's a whole melee. It is a mess. It is a war going on inside the pool hall. And in the middle of all of this craziness, in the middle of this horror, all you hear from the corner is the word Syria. And now it's something completely different. God. They used to ban... Remember after 9-11, they, they, they banned knives and forks from the plane? Like you couldn't get, you know... You had to just eat kosher chicken with your hands, and you know, that, that'll be $25. Remember that? Remember they banned knives? I I think they need to do the same thing with bars. It's too dangerous. God. You know, somebody brings up BLM. The next thing you know, it's like, you know, just bam, just fucking right in the kidneys like a fucking prison chow line. It's, it's, it's too much or, or Antifa or something. Just, it, 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 it never fucking ends. Ah. I mean, when shootings at bars used to happen, it used to be over some guy, he was getting frisky with another guy's girl, and then, you know, fucking, now it's just, you know, the cops show up after a shooting, oh, what happened? Oh, Bob misgendered Charlie. He had a thirty-eight in his leopard skin boot, and he pulled it out and popped. You can't go to social events anymore because of this shit. It's just, it's too much. Every, nobody can take it. Nobody can just fucking, uh, nobody can just have a a good time. Nobody can just dance. Remember dancing? 
Remember just listening to Jada Kiss or whatever the fuck? And just somebody would just butcher the lyrics. Some white guy would just butcher the lyrics to Jada Kiss, but nobody gave a shit because just everybody was drunk and stoned. There was nothing about China. There was nothing about Trump. There was nothing about anything. Just everybody just kind of got along. Even if somebody fucked your girlfriend, you were like, oh, whatever, man. Like, fuck, we're high off ecstasy. (laughs) Nobody needs to bring up Siberia. Now you got to come with literal notes. Now you got to come with literal, just actual prepared notes so you can refer to them when you get into an argument. Fuck, remember, remember, you ever, you ever see those guys in your neighborhood growing up who would just walk around with backpacks? They were like, kind of like, you would always think they were homeless guys. Always homeless guys. You know, and, and I would see them, like I grew up seeing them. Like I'd be having coffee and I'd see one guy and he'd come up and ask for a cigarette or money or coffee. Those were the three things. The, the, the three things that these people, like they're lifelines. Cigarettes, money, or coffee. And you'd see them at the coffee place and they'd, they'd kind of, you know, try to ask you for whatever. And then you'd be at the mall at the bus terminal and you'd see the same fucking guy. And you're like, these, like, it would take six hours to walk there. How, how do you get there? And you, you would just see them just kind of walking from afar. Like it would get to the point where you, you'd see them so much that you'd recognize them from a, from a distance. You know, you'd see them just in the, at the edge of a parking lot, just, and you'd be like, oh, that's, that's Jan Sport Johnny. He's just got his backpack there and he's just, he's just looking for, you know, wherever. And, Usually those people would be drifters. Like when I was growing up, those people were drifters. They didn't necessarily have a home through whatever reason. They were unlucky, whatever. They fucked up in life, whatever it was. Now that guy with the backpack, the drifter with the, is just a guy on his way to a barbecue. He just needs, fuck man, like he's, he's getting ready for that big, he's getting ready for that big Antifa debate. Is it a terrorist group or is it not? You know, like he's just, he's got his notes and he's got, you know, as well as a six pack of Coors Light. Some of the most admirable people in my life right now are people who are just fine with admitting, you know what, I'm ignorant on this, I have no fucking clue, just let me go about my day. I hold them up to the same, in the same light as, as civil rights heroes. There's, there's Rosa Parks, there's Martin Luther King, there's Gandhi, there's Mother Teresa, and then there's, there's, there's Jessica from my work. And you know what else is great about admitting you don't know about something? You're admitting that you're ignorant. It also indicates to me that you have a life outside of debating with people. You have a life outside of, yeah, I don't care about this problem going on elsewhere. I just, I, I have a family. I have, I have beautiful children. I have one that's kind of questionable and I hope kind of runs away, but I have two beautiful children. I mean, I have one that pisses the bed and kind of screams. We don't really know what's wrong with him, but... I have one beautiful child that I truly care, and the others, the other two are have their moments. That's what it is to me. Anyways, this was fun, everybody. I enjoyed it. I might, I might put this on. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Do I put it on Patreon? Do I do it? I don't know what the fuck. Something's Off podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to follow me, Alex DeWitt, on TikTok, Twitter, whatever the fuck. I'm off the book. Stay away from Facebook. Stay away from Facebook. And stay away from 
talking about shit you don't know about, whether it's politics, whether it's race, gender, whatever the fuck. Everybody just just get high and drunk and fuck. Can we get back to that? Degris. 